Hello and welcome back to Artsy Fartsy Immigrants. We've got a big show today with lots of interesting things to talk about. Hello, Mobat. Hello, Mr. Prince. How you doing, my friend? Your hair is looking long. Yeah, it's, it's, it's growing long again. And I refuse yeah, to, to go to the barber because I, I have a barbershop right in, 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 right in front of my house. And um, I always walk past it. And they, I don't know if they, if they will stay open now. I don't, <laughs> I'm confused with the rules these days. But um, yeah. it never looked that uh, COVID safe. I would say, and so I kind of never felt like, okay, yeah, I nef- definitely need to go and get a haircut. That's basically something in general. I, I, I didn't understand at any point in this pandemic why, mm-hmm. why especially barbershops would be so important that they could open so early, in Germany at least. I don't know. I, I, can't, really, I can't really understand the mentality that it's um, like a priority at all mm. you know i was watching like if you watch trevor noah on youtube you can see the progression of him of his hair since like the beginning of march yeah. <laughs> like his hair has just grown and grown and grown and grown and he has this huge afro now and usually he always had really short hair and that's that's always kind of funny to see that i i went to there's this like down the street from me there's um this turkish barber shop which is just like these two dudes like and they're such just dudes you know this type like this mega chill like stylish munich guy Mm -hmm. and for like 11 euros they'll cut your hair and there was one time i think it must have been like four or five months ago maybe even before that my hair was really too long and scraggly and greasy and i was like i gotta get rid of this it's driving me crazy and i just went straight in there and just put like i don't know 13 or 14 bucks on the table i was like buzz it all down to three millimeters like just take it completely (laughs) off of my whole head and uh he was like are you sure i was like yeah and then he was so scared he he did like part of my my (laughs) ear here and he was like like this everywhere? Were you sure about that? I was like, trust me, I'm not a Nazi. I just want to get rid of everything and make it all even. <laughs> He's like, all right, all right. And he clicked it, took it all off. And I looked like a neo Nazi that had sex with an egg or something. I that's just, exactly I like such a such a circular head, you know. That's exactly what my girlfriend said to me after I shaved my head like two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> she said you look like a Nazi or an egg? She, she, she said something like, you look like a Nazi <laughs> with cancer or something. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> cancer Nazis. Oh, dude, so this is super on my mind and I got to jump straight into this. You recently deleted... All of your social media, right? You deleted Instagram, Facebook, what else? Twitter? Twitter, Clubhouse, Snapchat. And was there anything TikTok? left? I'm not sure. TikTok, yeah, sure. TikTok too. Everything. Okay, so please break down. I mean, that's <laughs> first off, I admire you for that, but I, I, I'm really curious if there's, a, if there's like a mysterious reason behind it. But uh, So break it down for us. Why, why did you do that? And when did you do it? Mm, I did it like when this comes out Thursday I did it on Monday evening and um, there are basically so and I I didn't just delete the apps from my phone like I permanently deleted all accounts Um, and that's like like two two main reasons and the or there, there are several things like I, mm, like to be completely honest, I was at a point where I, um, I couldn't tell myself anymore that it's something good for me, my environment, and also the business I work in, um, because I got confronted so much with this. Like I, I realized uh, uh, on myself that I had this kind of addiction, actually. Um, yeah. and I realized what it what it does to me, like how it, those are the basic reasons, like j- just how it how it <laughs> how it eats all of my time, and I I know I don't get to play play guitar anymore, or read a book, or whatever. So many things I love actually do sports, 
whatever. Yeah. Um, plus, I know there were so many situations, especially in second and third lockdown, like where me and my partner would sit in the living room for like an hour or two or probably two and a half and wouldn't speak to each other. Just each of us, I don't know, scrolling through TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, and also how it, how it, um, and I also was so, I'm not so fucked up by, by using, using um, social media professionally because they would also tell you like professors or all the journalists or, or whoever, yeah, you, you need to kind of um, be present on social media and network and show your work and it's important. It's also a source of information and, and whatsoever. And the only yeah. thing I realized after being now five years into this, the only way I see other journalists using social media professionally really besides obviously there are also um great there's great stuff going on with um like huge media outlets creating great content like informative instagram content or cool um or cool tiktok videos about about i don't know um whatever topic so that's one part but i never enjoyed doing this that much and i know that it's not the kind of kind of job I want to get into at some point if I don't have to. Also, all, all of the, I don't know, community main management, building yeah. building up a channel or whatever. It's just not my thing. It's the one thing about my job I really hate, I must say. Plus, the only, besides that, the, the only way I see other journalists using um, social media, especially Twitter in Germany, is like just... <laughs> I don't know, just show, just showing off. Like, what do you mean? What do you mean by that? Like, how do you mean that the way you were seeing journalists use it was like a, encroaching on what you wanted to do? Mm, how do you mean that? Well, I'm asking, like, how did you, how do you feel when you see journalists, like, or your peers on social media? Like, what about what they did turned you off from it? Mm, that it's it's not so much about I don't know. Um, it's not like you, I don't know, you could imagine on Twitter, there's some, I don't know, example, like in the perfect world, probably there could be, I don't know, John, one journalist leaking some, some, uh, important information from a, from a, from a, from a Congress or, or whatever. And then others pick this up, have a discussion about it and there evolves something that that has an uh, a good outcome a good a good news piece or 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 whatever um but actually it's just it's just everybody showing each other hey look how big my balls are and this is my news project and um <laughs> i don't know i've been i've been part of this i've been, I, i'm now i'm now I'm part of that and um yeah and i, I just basically i just to 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 short this off, I just didn't see what everybody told me. Like as a journalist, you need to be on social media because I realized no, I didn't benefit. At regarding aspects like networking, I did probably also, to be fair, benefit a little bit, but I couldn't separate this from my private use, and it would all just lead right. to this big mess. Yeah, and me just wasting time on platforms that don't give me anything back. So the cons started to outweigh the yeah. pros or, or what you were told were pros. Yeah, exactly. I wonder sometimes if I'm, um, I mean, I know that I'm also struggling with some social media addiction. I think in, like basically anybody who enjoys it to an extent is. I remember even my mom telling me uh, back in Slidell, Louisiana, that she would invite some friends over to the house and they would all, you know, bust out their iPhones and iPads to show each other um, perhaps to start showing with like pictures of grandkids mm -hmm. or, or you know of new babies in the family, but then it would go into Facebook, like scrolling privately or looking through things on Facebook. And I remember her saying that that she kind of got bored by that. Like, what do what are we doing here? I thought we came to hang out and mm -hmm. talk and you know tell jokes or whatever. And um, I, I've been told a lot 
by different people. I mean, I think it's a really good excuse when someone tells you like, oh, well, you know, you're a, you're a, you're an ex, you know, you're a musician or journalist or whatever. You probably, um, have to have social media, huh? Yeah. Which I think is such a, maybe it's like them convincing themselves that them needing it is okay. Or like them wanting to do it is okay. Of course, I haven't gotten to a point yet with social media where I could comfortably just delete things, which I think is super impressive on your side, especially from a young person. Um, that's really incredible, actually. And it probably feels really freeing. I, th- I think it might be the same feeling when you go on vacation and you know you're going to do like a day trip somewhere or you're going to go out to the beach or something and you just forget your phone and you realize that you're just going to have these... I don't know, six to seven hours without it. No. And it's kind of incredible. Yeah. It, you that, just for, you forget. That, that That's the thing because you mentioned like two, two or three things I want to get back to, but regarding or seeing it as, as an addiction, which I would actually do in my case. And I, I, I'm so sure so many people have, have or start to develop problems. Um, regarding how much they can control, actually control their screen time, etc. Um, right. And <coughs> I know that I am a, a, a person that tends to fall easy to addictions. Like I said, we talked last fall, we talked about when I was, when I was not smoking for a month <laughs> and I didn't, right. it, didn't, it didn't really work out in the end. And I still feel like I have a, I have a too strong, um, caffeine, uh, addiction as well. <laughs> and oh, so yeah, I thought re- freak, regarding it from that side, I thought like, okay, that's the one addiction that's the easiest for me to, to start doing something against it. Because I already that was, that's the first of like a series of addictions you felt like you actually can quit. Yeah, like that's 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 one where I thought that's the the easiest one to start with. Yeah, because like you mentioned those those holiday scenarios, I had those, and I I took like social media pauses for for several times during the the, the last two years when I was on vacation the last time, and which already was already two years ago. Um, I turned my phone off for the whole two weeks, etc. So I know I, I knew I could do that. It's just this kind of habit that always brings me back to it. Yeah. And so I thought, okay, that's this one addiction I really can easily um, start to to work on. And it's hard too when you when you decide that you want to put your phone away, or you consciously want to leave it in another room, or leave it at home when you leave. You have this. When you kind of, when you come back to it, you have this weird kind of dirty feeling of FOMO, like yeah, feel, like this fear of missing out that you you're missing something great here. Like you, you know, you what are you doing not on Instagram or whatever? Like, did you see this or thing or did you see that thing? But when really it kind of it's kind of all the same at, at in the end. Like, there's some jokes, there's some news, there's some people that, for better or worse, you're comparing yourself to. And then that's it. I mean, it's just like silly stuff or not so si- not so silly stuff. And it it's very easy to get wrapped up in this idea that if I if I don't post something now, if I let's see, if I don't post something today, then I might not post anything until Wednesday. And then I you know maybe I lose this rhythm or maybe I lose followers. And then it's like, but what are those followers really giving back? Like, does it matter really? It's interesting, man. It's it's yeah. really impressive that you did that. And I completely understand this this mentality. There was um there was one day, I think it was June or July 2019. I think it was July 2019. I was at the elementary school and we took the fourth graders, the year 4 kids on a field trip for a whole weekend to this um sort of dorm housing farm place it had like a huge yard with um some games and it had a fire pit and it had sleeping rooms for everybody it had big shower rooms and bathrooms it had community rooms um we had like this additional building that was a kitchen outside eating area like a cinema room it was really cool and we packed every we were at the school and i was in the staff kitchen having a cup of coffee before we packed everything in. I had my 
my guitar with me and my suitcase and everything. And I helped all the kids load everything onto the bus. And then it was time for us to go. We put our stuff in. And the teachers sat in the back of the bus. And then we sat down. And I was talking to my to my colleague and my friend Tavis for the first maybe 10 or 15 minutes about making jokes about, you know, what the kids, you know, would, were doing or what we might do when we get there. And then after that first 15 minutes or so, you know, he got a phone call or he got a notification or something. So he checked his phone, which is like this natural animal instinct to also check yours. Yeah. Totally. You know, so when you see someone check your phone, you're like, oh, let me see if I got a message too. And I just went in my pockets and then, oh no, it's not in my, not in my pocket. And I opened my jacket and I went through all my jacket pockets. And I, then I checked everything like a hundred times in my backpack. And I was like, oh my God, I left my phone at the school. Mm. I was like, oh no, you know, I was going to be gone for a whole weekend and I wouldn't have any contact. I was, I got nervous. Like I won't have any contact to Efi. I won't have any contact to like, I'm glad that that was my first thought. It wasn't that, oh, I don't have Instagram, <laughs> but it was like, I can't, you know, call Efi. And, um, so I borrowed Tavis's phone and used Facebook messenger. Cause I, of course I don't know her phone number because mm. we don't use phone numbers anymore. And I wrote her on there and told her the story. And then I got a message from a colleague at the school who found my phone. And they said that our boss was going to come visit the school on the next day, like mm-hmm. the afternoon of the next day. And that, uh, she would bring it to me. So I knew, I was like, okay, I know when my phone is coming and I just have to accept that I don't have one. And then I had the best 18 hours ever, (laughs) you know, like my, you know, like if you knew where I was and I knew I was safe and I knew I had a job to do, it wasn't like I had nothing to do. And I, you know, we took them to this zoo, I think it's kind of a zoo, like a petting zoo and and a playground and man, you know, it was a really hot summer day and I just... I had a t-shirt on and I rolled my rolled my pants up and was barefoot in the grass with them, turned my hat around, had a big jug of water with me and I was pushing kids into the sand and hanging from the swing set and chasing them around. We had water guns. Um and then and then I was in my teacher duty again and helped them like, you know, wash up or put this away or do that and then we got to the house and then we all talked and it was like this really great adventure. Like I was just noticing like the wind and talking and like, it was so funny how simple that that solution can feel when you finally let go of a phone because it is kind of a prison. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It can be. I mean, you use it for everything. Yeah. Everything. And, and, and that's also why you get, get driven from one thing to another. You, you intentionally check your phone because I don't know, you, you get a, a push notification from, let's say the New York times app regarding, I don't know, there's news coming in. Then you click on that. Then you're on that app. Maybe read another extra article. Then you go back to your home screen. Get another not- notification from Snapchat or Instagram. Then you go on mm-hmm. that. And you get deeper and deeper and deeper in. <laughs> and Oh, yeah, man. And the Absolutely. thing is, like with those little... Because what I, what I started to do a while ago is kind of um, set limits for myself which would mean like I started, okay, I don't want to have my my phone charging next to my bed anymore so that I don't grab it in the morning. And first thing I do before I stand up is like, I don't know, scrolling through Instagram or Twitter for like 20 minutes. Yeah. So I started, <laughs> I started charging my phone overnight and having also my alarm on it, <laughs> like, um, like three meters away at my desk. And that worked for a week or two. And after that, I developed sub- subconsciously the routine that when my alarm goes off, I stand up, get my phone from the cable, go back to bed, and then do the same <laughs> thing again. Oh, yeah. Or I said, oh, you, yeah. you know these, these, these uh, screen time limits you can set on iPhones for certain apps or for all of them or whatever. Right. You can do it for if you have kids or something, right? Like- yeah. Or for yourself, if you want to re- reduce your, your screen time. And I did that. I, like I set a limit, okay, not more than uh, like 30 or 45 minutes of Instagram per day. And if I've spent that much time on the app, it will kind of deactivate itself. But you always have the option to go for one minute more, 15 minutes more, or no limit today. And the same thing, it worked for like a week or two. 
And after that, I was just, I don't know, once a day, just pressing no limit today. <laughs> and I was oh. back in. Did you ever do the thing of like one minute more, like six times? Uh, that only works once. But you can oh, you can you can press once. the fifteen minute more like um that's like that that that's what that was in between. Like the first two weeks it worked good, then I always started to to um to press the fifteen plus fifteen button basically. Mm-hmm. And then I realized okay, that's it doesn't work anyway, and then I only always <laughs> would 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 press the, the no limit today option. Yeah. And in the end it's total bullshit because <laughs> I was where I started. I know exactly what you mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, just, like, you, you, it's so tricky. I mean, even even in the morning, like, if I'm doing sport or something and I'm looking for a good podcast to listen to, I can get taken from the podcast page very easily to Instagram or TikTok. And this is at, like, eight in the morning when you really shouldn't have that stuff in front of your brain. Yeah. You know, like, I, I should just, ha- well, first off, I should have nothing, but if I need to have something it should be music or just podcast and like put the phone away where i don't look at it and just enjoy like the physical movements i'm doing and you know look out into this you know in and hof like into the outside into the trees and just use my eyes like out and see the sunlight and see the birds and stuff and just not already be in the world you know there's there's this video i saw a few days ago that was that was funny i i, I don't know i guess you saw this tiktok trend of people kind of stealing this Bill Wirtz style where they would have kind of a funny sentence, but they would make it into a song. Mm. And someone would say like, like, well, I've spent all day on the internet. Now I'm going to take a break on the internet. And he went from his computer to his phone. <laughs> yeah. I was like, all right. Home office it's exactly in a what, It's exactly what we do. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly what we do. It's like, okay, I sent 10 emails on my phone, on my computer and I did something on this website. Now I'm going to take a little break on my and phone. And slide into <laughs> someone's DMs on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so... To, to to sum that up, so those were all of the reasons why I did that, and 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 on top, you still can add all the um, in exclamation marks right reasons, like the ethical reasons to not use social media anymore. What what do you mean by ethical reasons? Like what is happening with the data you produce, and um, that like there's this very simple right phrase that, but it still applies perfectly for for social media when you're not paying for the product you're the product and that is still what is happening and um yeah and i said i see what it what that also does to me and people around me and also the business i work in like like social media or these 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 huge silicon valley internet companies really affect media outlets and their publications these days. I don't know if you ever have heard the story about this. Um, I've I've written an, an essay about this in university one. This one, um, oh, there was one lifestyle magazine from New York. I don't remember the name anymore. Something like Little Things or so. I'm not sure. Mm, not sure. Like a, like a lifestyle magazine online that had um, like at least over a million clicks per month on their website. And then in 2018, mm-hmm. Facebook had a huge um, change in their algorithm, which was, uh, which, in, which um, intention was to show people more personal content rather than content from, I don't know, pages from news outlets or um, entertainment brands or whatever. Um, yeah. And that <laughs> led to the end of this of this media outlet, this this lifestyle magazine. Like their numbers were completely broken down. Like two months after this algorithm change, nobody would go on their site anymore. They were going bankrupt, and all of the oh, of the man. of the people were uh, working there had to be released. Um, that's 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 one thing, and and Facebook and Google also invest wow. a lot in journalism and um, work together with with certain media outlets, which leads to that they would rather show their uh, publications than the ones of others. So there's like like no real free market. That's the same issue I have with with Spotify and podcasts, by the way. Mm. 
Like, um, what do you for, mean? For, for all of our listeners, if you're listening to us on Spotify, first of all, we're super glad that you listen to us. But um, I would rather have you listen to us on another um, <laughs> podcast another app. Platform. If you have an iPhone, there comes a great one with it, the Apple Podcast app. Yeah. On Android, it's Google Podcast, or you could also use Pocket Cast is great for iOS Overcast. Because the, the, the deal with, with Spotify is, first of all, regarding user experience with podcasts is super shitty. I that, never liked it for podcasts. There's so at many all. options you don't have that a good podcast player has. And on the other hand, Spotify regarding podcast I don't know if there's if there's similar things in the music business on Spotify. You probably know, but the thing is regarding podcasts, Spotify is not only the platform where podcasts are released, they are also a player and in the German market, I guess the biggest investor in the podcast business and have their own shows. So like what are podcast right. charts worth where you have like, I don't know, 100 podcasts and 30 of them are Spotify's own products. Right. I think Spotify even bought like Wondery and Gimlet. Yeah, they, they bought Gimlet for like $215 million. That's unbelievable, dude. Gimlet has so many humongous, successful shows. No, I mean you have. I mean, look at the Joe Rogan deal. I mean, he was on uh, famously on YouTube, did very well there, very well on YouTube, and uh, on all podcasting platforms. I always use Apple Podcasts. I like the format. I like the way it looks. I like no. the algorithm. And I always used to listen to the interviews I wanted to hear. I heard them. On that, and I, if I if I enjoyed something they talked about, I would go to YouTube and watch, like the interview with the person. If it was like someone I really wanted to see, or like David Cross, for example, and then he got offered a humongous deal from Spotify, and now he's exclusively on Spotify, and the only it, it's the only podcast on there that I think does something cool, which is that it plays like a song. Where you click it and then you you know you you see it at the bottom bar like this little picture of Joe Rogan with the title and then this the player pause button. But if you click that instead of enlarging into the album cover or this canvas motion thing, it's the actual video. Oh, that's then cool. it, then it is like YouTube. But then you just turn your phone sideways and you're watching it like you would on YouTube. But it's a Spotify. It's Spotify, and that is the only cool thing I've seen them do. But it's still very different from the way he used to do things. It's just that they offered him like, I don't know, $250 million. No. And yeah. he obviously took it. You know? Yeah, and regarding using Spotify, because you could say still as a podcast listener, okay, but why should I care too much about um, <laughs> like these little grumpy podcasters having, having an issue that uh, Spotify <laughs> would rather show their shows than um, the ones fr from the little grumpy podcasters? Is uh, that also they want to show, yeah. like the, the the business model of Spotify is pretty similar to the one of Google or Facebook? You are the product, basically. Your data is what makes this business, and that's the and that's and that's right. the thing. Also, if you listen to music, um, but yeah, it's, especially when you when when it comes to podcasts, you can add this this other component. So it's also shitty. For, it's not only shitty because they. Um, get everything of your data and do whatever they they want with it and make you see certain ads and um, <laughs> having algorithms having an influence on your actual life. Um, but also, it's also shitty for podcasters because, um, yeah, just like I said, there's no real market and exclamation marks and no fair place where people could could just upload their podcast and whatever gets the clicks gets the clicks. It's a, 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 a very um, through-thought business that they are completely in control of. So when you quit all of your social media platforms, did you also delete Spotify? Did you also That's the thing. I never, I never used Spotify. <laughs> oh, you never used it? No. So what do you listen... Like, you use Apple Music? Yeah. Ah, okay, okay, okay. And that's the thing because... I don't even... For yeah. music, I don't even know if there's a big difference between them. The, the algorithm is super shitty and I like that because I know mm. 
<laughs> they 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 can't they can't work too much with my data because what they what they um what they show me what I should listen to is in so many cases so far away from anything I like or would listen to, and every time I see this I'm kind of satisfied because I I I'm obviously I don't know it but I feel like okay you still haven't got me <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing because um because you, you, one might argue okay but what's what's the thing if I shouldn't listen to podcasts on Spotify what's it with with Apple or Google podcasts um the thing is like when you you look at it with with Apple podcasts um sure this is also a big player and and Apple is surely not this uh <laughs> this uh super good super uh human friendly economy and ecology friendly super duper hippie <laughs> company totally not exactly but exactly. their business model model doesn't include like selling you as a user like apple still sells hardware and software you 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 pay for it you, you pay for an iphone or you pay for for your icloud services and you get a product and their business model is not based on giving you something for free or for a little fee and then working so with your, your with the data yeah mm. and they did that, and yeah, apple obviously really... doesn't depend on they don't depend on apple podcasts it's just a a product that they bring with their devices but it's not like okay that apple that apple sees it like okay we need to monetize especially apple podcasts more yeah, but it's probably that's that's interesting. It's probably safe to say though that probably nothing with any sort of smart device is really looking out for you no. at all though. No. You know, like if if that's that's like the risk you 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 want to take. Like do you want an iPad? Do you want to have some cool games on it? Do you want to you know, do you want to have FaceTime and WhatsApp and do you want to check your Facebook and check your Instagram and stuff like that then it's kind of like you got to pay the price if that's the, the kind of technological advancements you want to enjoy. Otherwise, you know, you take what you can or you take a chunk out like you did with social media yeah. and just, you know. But to, to probably um, close this, because I know we still have uh, so many other great topics we have to, to touch on today. Um, yes. Have you seen The Social Dilemma on Netflix? Yes, I did. I did watch that. It's 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 uh, really really amazing information, but I do feel like they kind of cover it in the first twenty five minutes, and then they kind of repeat it. Yeah, I also like. I thought the interviews were great. So the social dilemma for for those of you who haven't seen it is a is a Netflix original uh, documentary um, about all these um, issues we just talked about, like. Um, users being the product and how uh, uh, internet companies work with that. And they have a lot of interviews with um, some Silicon Valley, what do you call them? Like ex, ex-employees at Google. At, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, for example, they have, they have one of the co-inventors of the Facebook like button. Who, right. who quit his, his job at Facebook out of ethical reasons. Etc. Those kind of people. And um, it's, it, the information is great, just like you said. And it's, I think it's, it's a great documentary. For me, it's a bit overdramatic at times. Like they have those, those feature film-like yeah, like scenes this, in between this. with this family. Yeah, I don't, I don't like these, these dramatic things with the, like the, the, like what the phone is thinking it has the person being like oh he yeah. hasn't looked at his phone in 10 minutes we should put yeah like, the 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 facts that they're putting through that is what's interesting but they kind of do it a little cheesy no in the reenactment parts but still it's yeah. really and what i really still find funny info. about it is because it it um like it points at the right problem but at the same time the documentary is basically part of the same problem because it does the same thing for Netflix. <laughs> yeah. But wait, but wait, how? Because you pay for Netflix, right? True. Yeah, you pay like a monthly fee for Netflix. And it's super expensive now. I think now it's at like 16 euros. Yeah, it is. I only, I only heard that they want to avoid that you uh, share it with other people that 
don't live with you. Yeah, I think they got more strict on that too. But it definitely went up because we had to, um, maybe two weeks ago or three weeks ago, we had to click an approval that we agree with the up charges to continue on the search screen. Huh? Okay. Like we we opened up on the Apple TV and it was, um, they had this black screen with, like we could either go to our account settings and like get out of Netflix or it said, you know, starting on, I don't know, sometime in, in either April or May, we're going to go up to like 15 euros a month. And uh, if you're cool with that, like you can press OK and just continue on like normal. And that will be what happens. Okay. So it's kind of weird. But I don't know. I, I didn't investigate it. Like if it started as soon as we clicked OK or if it started later, I'm not sure. No. Um, but still, but yeah. yeah. So it's i would still recommend it it's 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 a good documentary some parts are i think a bit too over dramatic but still um if you want to reflect a little bit on your behavior or not your behavior but your yeah you could say your behavior online and on social media apps um go watch that yeah it is definitely interesting uh information worth knowing um well cool so there's some cool things um, that happened this week. Um, first, we can say because I think this is this is pretty cool. We've been asked to um, this really great Munich magazine called the Mook Book is going to do an article on artsy fartsy immigrants and media school buy-in um, about our program, and um, we're going to get some some photos taken soon. And I don't know when it's. I think it comes out. On the 20th, I think that maybe it's the 23rd, maybe it's the end of next week already. I'm not sure. I think the deadline was for this Friday. But anyway, that's kind of cool. Yeah. I remember, um, I don't know too much about that magazine. Like, I don't know who runs it or anything. I've never been to their, never been to their headquarters or something. But I remember, I think it was 2017, No Manual EP had just come out and we were playing a lot of shows and I got in there for something to do with music. So I have been in there before. It's really nice. They, they do like a, you know, very uh, nice representation and ask some good questions. And yeah, I'm excited to, to finally get a little uh, exposure for artsy fartsy in whichever way it comes, you know? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Awesome that they Um, feature us. Yeah, that's super cool. Um, there, there is this one person that I want to talk about in a little bit. I'm just waiting to see if it's going to happen or not. So just to fill that time a little more before we know for sure. Um, two really cool things came out of these German videos that I do on Instagram. And one of them uh, could end up being something that could be uh, like something that could become more uh man i just completely fumbled everything that i was just trying to say it could become a more regular thing hopefully <laughs> but basically i got this message from from a guy who um he's german and his girlfriend is english and they they watched all the all the series so far and he asked me, he, he wants me to do a specific video. He gave me some, some terms and some words and stuff that um, connect to his girlfriend in some way. It's going to be her birthday. Ooh, and he wants sweet. me to do one as a gift for her birthday, kind of like a cameo. And uh, it's kind of cool, man, because I've never been asked. Like, and he wants to pay me. That's the most important thing. He wants to pay me to do a video for his girlfriend for her birthday. I should have just said it like that. <laughs> I should have just said it exactly like that. <laughs> but I, st- I still like the way you, you you brought it up. Um, yeah, but but that's nice, kind of. I, I, yeah, it's super nice. But um, is there anything? I don't know what the second thing is. You, you said that you that came out through the the German videos, but is that something you? could imagine doing more often like when you have oh man you have kind of built this audience there and i don't know like if i could make uh if i could make additional income from 
something like this, of course I would do that. Of course <laughs> I would do that. I mean, it'd be great to have like a, you know, just to make, make extra money from doing something like these videos. And it's super, it, you know, it's super fun to do them. And if it, if it's just people saying, Oh, we, we love this. Would you, can we pay you to make, to make one for us or to make one for my girlfriend or my boyfriend or whatever? Um, I would totally do that. And if it grew enough, I would love to do, uh, you know, to do, do like set up something on cameo or, or just to have like a regular, like, I, I think when I make it, when it's done, I'm going to ask if, uh, if they mind that I, after her birthday, of course, if they mind that I post about it to to advertise that I can do that for mm -hmm. people because maybe they don't even think that that's something I could do. He was he seemed really nervous to ask in the first place, but I would really love to do that because it's it's easy for me to do. I enjoy doing it, and uh, of course I would. Of course I would. And I mean, do that. you already are on Patreon <laughs> because that's basically I'm already the, on Patreon. Basically, yeah. the, the the thing. That's how what what you just described is is the basic idea of of Patreon, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Just offering a service and getting paid directly for it. That's that's awesome. Uh, the the next thing that was really cool was somebody on on there. Uh, let me just get her name real quick. Her name is Christine, and she wrote or she made this book. She wrote me and she said, "Hey Jordan, uh, a few days ago, a few days ago, friends drew my attention to your account, and since then, I'm a fan. Years ago, I had to explain the word Ratzefummel to a foreign colleague. Since then, I've been collecting German words that you can't learn in any German language course, like Dreikäsekoch. No, I guess she means Dreikäsehoch. Um, Speckgürtel, Kopfkino, Gassenhauer, Kaffeeklatsch." Metalkutte, Muckefuck, Rennsalami, and Duftgemüse. And she said, I don't know I now all of these. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I know Dreikese Hoch, I know Kopfkino, and that's it. <laughs> she said, I have now made a DIY book with these words that everyone can add to their favorite, and people can add their favorite words to it. It's called the Levicon, like Lexicon named after my colleague Levy, with whom it all began. And I wanted to ask if I may send you one. Happy Easter and greetings from Hamburg. And it came in the mail today. I don't know if Christine listens to this show, but I'm going to post about it later. But Das Levicon came in the mail today. It's the first time, it's the first time that a fan of anything has sent me sent me something. And it's really nice. It's really, that kind of warms my heart. It's like I'm doing something, right? Um, That's sweet. And it's really cool. The whole book is in German, and it has it has like, wie benutze ich mein Levikon? Jemand sagt ein Wort, das du noch nie gehört hast. Someone says a word that you've never heard. Bitte die Person es zu erklären, erklären und in dein Levikon zu schreiben. Gerne mit Zeichnung oder schreibe und male es selbst hinein. So please, the person explain what it is, and then you write it in the Levikon. Maybe they can sign it or they can draw. I always hear Levikon when you say it. <laughs> oh, Levicon, Leprechaun. <laughs> yeah, so here's some, like, they kind of explain some of the ones that we saw, like, um, Dreikäse hoch, um, I think they mean uh, is kind. Kind? Hmm? I thought Dreikäse hoch meant something else. Kind. Kind. Oh. Child. I thought that was the English translation. Yeah, child. Okay. Oh, yeah, you're three cheeses high. Yeah. Um, so okay, so they wrote the that oh they wrote the definition in German. I thought that was an English translation. Um, Rensalami is a dackel. I guess that's what that means. So this is really cool. But you can see here, like it's all really cool, like hand drawn artwork. Cute. It's really nice. cute, right? Yeah. Everything is um, uh, like scanned in photos, and it's handwritten and printed and signed and. It's full of stuff like it just looks like someone's um, very colorful, cute uh, diary, and it's really cool. And there's a lot of space for my own words if I choose to put words in there. But it's pretty thick too. It's really cool, and she made it herself and got it published. It's published by Kunstmann. Um, pretty cool. Super and I told sweet. her thank you today. Yeah, that's super nice. She says, Dear Jordan, I'm still surprised how much it relieves me when someone creative like you tells me that he likes the Levicon. 
Um, and then she said, here's, here's more words for you. She sent me some new words and have fun with it and, and keep up the good work. So thanks a lot, Christine. Very nice. That's yeah, the first time I ever had someone like send in something like that. That's really cool. You know what I, what I dreamt a few nights, uh, nights ago that you, that you would still do those, those videos, but somehow, and it was pretty realistic and <laughs> it could be something that uh, you could do at some point. In in my dream, you somehow, you were at a point where you basically did all German words. <laughs> like you did all German words. You had, you had none left and you ha didn't have a clue oh. <laughs> what to do next because you have, you have, you've talked about all German words. Um, and then you start doing the same kind of video, but with, with words from the, the 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 Oberstdorf dialect Portuguese. we have talked about so much like the next the next oh, le next level man. <laughs> I get dude I get so many I mean obviously I get a lot of suggestions but I get also a lot of things that I get a lot of things on here too that are like straight up dialect and I would never know I mean I ha I save some of them but other ones I don't like, save like like either. what have have you some I wonder if I wonder if I deleted them already they started uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Let me just look really quick. I don't remember if I deleted it already. Oh, this is a oh, this is a long one. Oh yeah, right. Well, he's like this guy says. Okay, I'm living in Germany and I love your content. I have an idea for one of your videos. It's a dish that's called Maultaschen, but the Schwaben, the people that live in Baden-Württemberg, call this dish Gutesbischheisele, which translates to God's trickster. Or trick tricker. Do you know why? No. Okay. And I don't know. I don't know if I can just do like Swabian dialect. I don't think that would translate to the rest of Germany. <laughs> but the, but the story behind it is actually funny, kind of, because okay, and me. I'm sure I I won't get it 100% right. Um, all fellow Germans, I'm sorry for that. But basically, Maultaschen, which is basic, which is this kind of dish you have in so many different cultures, like. You have some 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 filled pastries like in in Italy you have like like tortellini or something, um, like in in you have it, you have those in 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 like Asian cultures like like wantan or or dim sum or, or whatever, um, mm -hmm. and the, the German ones Maultaschen. Mm -hmm. uh, as far as I know, the the legend about it were um, invented by by monks. Um, and they invented them to, um, oh, dude, I'm missing a word again. <laughs> they invented them because during, like, now it's Ramadan. W what's the term for not eating? Fasting. Fa okay. Oh, dude, seriously? Okay. It's okay. Fasting. They were fasting. Breaking fast breakfast. <laughs> okay. They were fasting. Um. Is that really the origin of breakfast? Mm -hmm. Breaking fast, yeah. Crazy. I know, right? <laughs> Again, what learned? <laughs> um, huh. No, and they were fasting, and they were, um, and they weren't allowed to eat meat. And so, what they did is to put the meat um, within the pastry to hide it from God, so to cheat on God. Oh, <laughs> that's actually pretty clever. That's a story like as that. far as I know it. That's cool. Okay, I just got the message from the person that I that I wanted to call. Um, he won't be able to hear you, but I'm going to tell him uh, everything that you want to ask. So for those listening, um, we we have like the greatest fan ever of this show uh he's been a listener since episode one uh he's a good friend of mine and a real loyal follower of the show and he has sent um several gifts to the program to mo and myself um very gracefully un you know we didn't ask so for far it. only to you a, i got i got to mention that i haven't i haven't got well, a, a he, single he has my sip address. of the gin you've got <laughs> <laughs> that's true <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, I still have it. I, I mean, I saved like half the bottle. We can, I'll bring it to the next thing. Um, but 
uh, anyway, so he, he sent, like, Jen, he sent cards when we crossed 40 episodes. He's uh, always writing me, um, you know, every couple of episodes, something he likes. And so recently, this would be yesterday, he uh, he's uh, I was coming back from Easter vacation and he was like, um, you know, ch- check this neighbor. They have a thing for you, for you and Mo, uh, that you're going to need for your first video episode, which we're going to try and come out with in a couple of weeks. And he sent us custom made artsy fartsy immigrant coffee mugs for us to have like a real late night show. That's so great. And they look which awesome. is incredible. They look so awesome. They're really great. They look really cool, and I can't wait for you guys to see them. They're going to be on our on our debut episode, and I'm going to post about them on the Artsy Fartsy Instagram page. Um, they are beautiful Artsy Fartsy mugs, and the coolest thing is you can tell it's it's coming from a true fan because he quotes this ongoing joke <laughs> amongst Mo and myself, which is we constantly, like, we always bring up the fact that we went to Brighton. It always comes up somehow. <laughs> It's like a brag somehow, or a lot of things were going on that year. So we for those of you who it. don't know what happened, no, 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 I stopped. <laughs> we, just, <laughs> we just break down the entire story again. So back in 2019, Mo and I were uh, no, but we we uh, we talk about this Brighton trip way too much, and he has on the mug. It's like dot dot dot. What does it say? Oh yeah, dot dot dot. Remember our trip to Brighton? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> so it's for the real fans out there, and I love it. Uh, I'm gonna give him a call now, and um, and we're gonna thank him, and then we're gonna ask him um, a couple of questions about. Since he's heard every show, he must have a favorite episode or two. So. Come on. Hi, Jordan. Hey, Moritz, you are on Artsy Fartsy Immigrants. Oh, no. <laughs> well, what an honor. Thank you. <laughs> oh, man, the honor is all ours. We really, man, thank you so much for these beautiful, beautiful mugs, dude. It's such a cool idea. Sure, sure. Well, I, I, somebody's got to support you, you know, until you have a sponsor for the show. So. <laughs> We're fighting so hard to get any alcohol to sponsor the show. <laughs> well, you would deserve it, but um, yeah. Oh, I, hope, I hope it works out soon. It's so nice. We we were just talking about, um, like, how, it's just so cool to have these mugs this in this, like, David Letterman, Conan O'Brien late night style, you know? <laughs> That was yeah. That was the idea because you talked about the video podcast, and I thought maybe you you need them. Yeah. Oh, we we do need them, and now it now it raises the production value up a hundred percent. That's cool. Um, yeah, we wanted That's to cool. we wanted to thank you, and we wanted to ask you a couple of questions. Uh, I know that you can't hear Mo right now, but if if he asks um, a question, I'll I'll just transfer it over. But first thing I wanted to ask was since yeah. you've heard every single episode of the show (laughs) do you have like do you have like a favorite guest or a favorite moment like something you went back and maybe heard twice or well i have to confess i never heard uh, an episode twice but of course um well i really love like the dynamic between you two guys and i I, like my obsession started i would say with the uh with the um pandemic specials because it was like you know um you really i mean you really um you the vibe you had was really matching with the vibe i think everybody had and it was so good to hear from another persons and their experience through the pandemic and through the quarantine and stuff like that it was that was pretty important and and cool to to have that view that was that was and it was it was funny it was a good distraction yeah so like when we started doing these weekly corona specials that's when you kind of really sunk into the to the vibe of it yeah and you and you i mean it was really good to you always have like this this really good good vibe going on and that's um what helps when you're in, stuck at home in a quarantine and yeah that was good Thanks, dude. Yeah, it help. It helps being constantly blackout drunk on the show. It really. Helps. <laughs> I have one question. Well, um, 
Mo, Mo has a question. Hold on, hold on, Mo. Yeah. What, what's your question, yeah. Mo? Like, it's uh, since you liked the episodes with the two of us, it seems like the most. Who has been the worst guest so far? Who should we not invite him anymore? He says. He says since you liked the uh, episodes with us the most, who was who was your least favorite guest? Someone you would never want us to invite back. <laughs> That's a cruel question. I would never. <laughs> I think I would never, never uh, say a name. But um, you can describe them for us. There's only been a handful of guests. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> well, I was I was a little bit um, like surprised when I heard so much about quasi crystals but <laughs> i would never say we were as well but i didn't like the episode <laughs> it was it was going deep very 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 uh, quickly fast. yeah yeah it was really like what well, wait wait because like normally the the, the the first few minutes it's always getting getting warm with the new episode and then it was like minute one and somebody talked about farts and shitting and i was like okay what what wait what <laughs> like did what, i did i skip happened? ahead by accident yeah. <laughs> that was but it was a different style of episode I would say. <laughs> oh yeah did the the, qua, the quasi crist quasi crystals really that that threw us for a loop too but it was still yeah i know what you mean it's still fun it's still <laughs> of course of course yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And um like as you've as you've gone through these episodes um yeah what would you say has because obviously the show has changed and and grown and become something kind of different from the first maybe 10 or 12 episodes like what would yeah. you say has gotten has gotten better or something that you might miss or something that's changed like what do you notice that's really different from those early episodes? I wouldn't say it's it's it, it changed totally, but I think you um, you started to trust your like your. You, I, I think in, in the first in the first episode, sometimes you had like stuff um, prepared in a way of I don't know. That was like this one question you always asked: what if what you do if if you uh, will be God for for a day or something like that? Oh, yeah. Which was pretty funny, but I think I think um, now you just um, trust your own um, skills in, in in talking to people, and that's it's 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 more relaxed and it's more it's getting more emotional and more deep now. I think cause of that, just just I think because you don't you don't. Um, try to make a very interesting episode you just talk and that makes them so interesting and emotional you know what i mean a little bit like like um yeah yeah i i, more, I, I yeah more laid back and that's and that's and that's good i really love that i love that too i think it has become a bit more a bit more laid back in a good way like not stressing yeah. so much on yeah. certain things and um yeah. Oh, and uh, unless Mo has another one, I'll just uh, ask you this: Are you uh, like how excited are you, or not excited are you, about <laughs> us branching into uh, video podcasting? Because that's going to offer, you know, because I, I don't know, this, podcasting is something that people appreciate so much while they're doing other things, like listening to it while they're driving or while yeah. they're doing their laundry or something. In, yeah. in my case, doing sport or something, and. You know, I think there's only there's a handful of shows that I will go on YouTube and watch. If I hear a segment that I think is really funny, I'll go on there and watch them yeah. talk about it. Um, do you imagine that us branching into having video clips online and having the whole show on YouTube and stuff like is that something that excites you, or you think it won't change too much about your relationship to the show? I think it won't change too much. But um, I think it would be like just like you said. Uh, I would I would check um, some segments um, and watch them again. But I'm I'm an audio guy as well. Well, I'm not an audio guy <laughs> for profession, but but uh, I really love it to to listen to you. And um, um, but I definitely I, I will watch them. Of course, of course. I mean, I have to watch them all because I I can't miss an episode. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, if there's but one, no, no. if there's one thing that's always rang true, it's that 
we've always <laughs> talked about on here that I that I have a face for radio. So you know, maybe the video is not <laughs> such a good idea. <laughs> of course, it's a good idea. Of course, of course. But please don't change the show too much just just because of the video. Because we, it's perfect as it is. Well, we thought about going more in like a reality TV direction with having our guests come on in a survival style, like with tasks that they can win $50,000, but they'll never get there. <laughs> but um, yeah, they, they are not allowed to sleep with you, but it's really hard for them to <laughs> not go to bed with you. That's, that's a good show. I, I would watch that. <laughs> It's just, it's killing them. They're, they're pining for me. Their loins are burning. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's just, yeah. you know, that's just, you know, that, that might as well just be a documentary at that point, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Moritz, so thank you so much, man. I hope we didn't put you too much on the spot. I just wanted no. to say... Like thank you from me and Mo both. Thank you so much for the for these great yeah. mugs. I can't wait to sport them on our first video episode. And um, yeah, That's man, cool. this this episode is totally dedicated to you, man. Thank you so much. No, 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 please. but thank you for all the for all the episodes. I mean, it's like sixty seven now or something, right? Or sixty six. This will be sixty six. Yeah. Yeah. So, man, this is this is like a great achievement, and it's it's like yeah. It's it's cool that you give that to the people. Thank you so much. <laughs> there was Martin Luther King Jr. You know there was Malcolm X. You know there was uh, there was Obama. Yeah. Don't miss the moment to hang up, Jordan. Yeah. What's that? Don't miss the moment to hang up. Oh yeah, he said don't miss the moment to hang up. That's a good call. Um, that's why we can edit the show. Um, yeah. All right, Moritz, thank you so much, buddy. Much love, and have a great, great, great rest of your day. Thank you. You too. And say hello to Mo. Will thank do, you, buddy. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Man, what a sweetie, huh? Mm-hmm. That's so cute. And I'm really, yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to... Um, I'm still trying to think of what could we possibly do with those mugs in the studio. Like, could we... Could we um, but definitely smuggle some schnapps in there. <laughs> I, I think about some 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 ideas um, how we could um, like make use of them <laughs> and make them a real element of the show. <laughs> I wonder if we could use them as um, you know, like I mean, he just mentioned how he preferred that we stopped this um, sort of gag at the end of the program with, that we used to do with the guests. But I wonder if we could do like one thing. Where maybe we um maybe in in the future we have enough time to promote who will be on the show before we show the before before we release it, and maybe we could get like um uh any audience questions and like cut them up on like pieces of paper and have them randomly in the cup, yeah, and then be like, all right, we're gonna go to cues from the cup, and then like pull out a random question like, okay, so you know at John Bon Jovi sixty three asks. You know, why is mustard your favorite food? <laughs> For example, I don't know. This could be kind of cool. mustard is a great favorite food. Mustard's pretty pretty <laughs> unique. Um, oh yeah, and last but not least, um, basically, I think we well we kind of touched on it last week too. But uh, today we, as of today, we have the final, final, final artwork and layout for the new album completely done and. This file, I don't know if I explained it on the show before, but it's called a DDP. And for those who don't know what that is, I don't have to explain it too much. You explained it, I, but as far as did I? Remember, like yeah. the CD, like it's a CD file. Yeah. yeah. And um, that's all done. It's finished as of today, and we're about to go send it off. So um, we still have another month, or basically another two months and some change for people to pre order. And if we. Get up to if we cross a hundred, then you know as each as each you know milestone is met, we introduce new merch. Right now, there's deals with the CD and tote bags and stickers and pins and um, the previous records, vinyl and and poster and so on, all signed. And then you know next would come hats and hoodies, and we're also talking about. Um, but other things as well that could be more unique to the album and more unique to um, 
my kind of listeners. So I'm excited, and it's not too late to go ahead and to pre-order it. Get yourself signed up for it now. As soon as it's out, it goes into shipping, and you can have one signed up and sent over immediately. We have a really cool one. We we sold um, quite a bit of these Deep Sea Diver bundles, which is everything. It's the CD with the sticker, the pin, the tote, the 12-song CD, the 12-songs vinyl, the poster, everything signed, a letter from me. It's really cool. I, I I like that bundle too. I think it's pretty like for what you get, it's really reasonably priced. Nice, nice, dude. Um, well, cool. So for me, I think that's for me. I think that's good. Unless anything else was on your mind, I'm totally fine. I and I really enjoyed this. Thanks again to to Moritz Binder. Um, yeah, buddy. And thank you for another great conversation. And as we, I think we can already say after our first. Um, Try that didn't work out as planned. We got set up the first video episode and we'll record that soon and release that soon. I'm not sure if we yes. should release the date now, but it's. I, I think we can say it's. it will be on the regular Artsy-Fartsy Immigrant schedule, as you know it, very soon. Yes, yes. Yeah, we can't, probably shouldn't say exactly when because that might change, but... It will be on a Thursday, so just keep listing as regular. And and if you want to follow us on Instagram at fartsy at artsy fartsy immigrants, you'll see when we announce everything coming out. And of course, all the social stuff's going to change soon with video clips, like of of our funny moments and um, great moments with our new guests for this year. So stay tuned for that. And yeah, thank you, Moritz Binda. Can't wait to show off these new mugs. And thanks to you, Mo. And All right, guys. Thanks for listening. As always, we love you, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Oh, yeah. What a wonderful episode. If you enjoyed today's episode and you like our show, please go to Apple Podcasts, give us a subscription or a review or a comment. It really helps new listeners find our show. You can also follow us on Instagram at artsyfartsyimmigrants. We're also now on Facebook and on YouTube. And on Twitter, at Fartsy Artsy. No, at Artsy Fartsy Pod. <laughs> we changed it, at Artsy Fartsy Pod. Woo! So, uh, yes, and if you want to financially support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash Prince, and where you can submit for as low as $3 a month some money to help us get this show bigger and better just for you. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Look out, baby, the saints Artsy Farsi Immigrants, ein Podcast von John Prince und Moritz Batscheider, produziert für M94.5.